When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And with me, as always, via Zoom video chat, someone who's maybe a little more skeptical about the whole thing, Kristen Studdard. Hello. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Hello from quarantine week infinity. Yep. Who can tell? Who knows how long this has been going on? As far as I know, this is what life has always been. And I don't remember anything from the quote unquote before times. Uh, yeah, that will just hurt you. Don't even think about them. They don't exist. Nope. There's only now. Mm-mm. Yep. This is me. This is you. This Our podcast uh, is only a few weeks old. There was nothing before yep. it. <laughs> we don't know anybody. And it's always been just you and me. Nobody else to talk to. Just you and I. Mm-mm. Yep. So the, yeah, the past few weeks, we have been doing quarantine playlist episodes where I reveal to you a playlist comprised of quarantine-themed songs, one from each artist from a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. And we've been working backwards. We've done 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, and this brings us to 2016. And I think, what a great year for the country and everyone. <laughs> and I think we are firmly, no hard memories there. We are. We have made it to the years now in the Rock Hall where you pretty much have no information. I mean, did we not watch this ceremony at all, or anything? We like watched that? it, but what I what I'm thinking is like obviously you know 2020 and 2019 and 2018 because those all happened while we were making the podcast. 2017, you know, a little bit because I was there, but then 2016, it's like at this point you saw it, but you have anybody's guess as to who's in it and what it was. Can I see if I remember anybody from 2016? I guess. Was 2016 Green Day? No. Okay. Did I would I think 2016 was a good year? No. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't think 2016 is a good year. Oh no. 2016 oh, no. gives <laughs> gives 2018 a run for its money without well, a doubt. Well, here's what's great is cuz like 2016 was such a shit year too. Mm-hmm. It's like of course the class is oh man. Okay. Cool. Well, take me there. Let's, let's go. Let's roll let's on go through. Back. As you know, I try to order these playlists in a way that tells a story. And when we think about the beginning of quarantine and when coronavirus started to make headlines, we think about people going to the grocery store and buying a bunch of toilet paper and people hunkering down and people maybe even going back to their parents' place or just a lot of like rash decisions So why don't we start off with a song called Panic Zone by N.W.A. (laughs) 
That was Panic Zone from NWA. That was actually their first single. There was a first anything they ever released was the Panic Zone single, which was released in 1987. And you can tell it's an early NWA track because it does not include maybe anything you would associate with that group. I couldn't have been more shocked by what that sounded like. And it is wild that that is NWA and that, African Bambata is not in the hall. Right. It, it has a very Bambata feel. So there's a lot to kind of like unpack with this song. Truly. Apparently, I mean, they released this song first as a single to like ease their way into radio, thinking that dance songs and this type of music was what could get airplay versus the more gangster rap stuff that they wanted to do. Also, you'll notice if you're listening to this song, it doesn't sound like NWA, both because it's this like techno beat, but also because the person rapping is not someone that you associate with NWA. The guy named Arabian Prince, who was an original member who left before Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So you can hear his voice and you don't recognize it like, most likely. Who is this? He, I mean, he gives a shout out to everybody and he says where they're from and that they are in the panic zone. But... uh what? <laughs> he also, I mean, he also gives shout outs to other people yeah. who were involved in, you know, kind of the NWA posse, like Rendezvous is one of the guys. It's, it's an interesting, almost like artifact. So did he leave to go? It's kind do- of funny. He, if, if you know the story of NWA, they were being fucked out of a lot of money. 
Yeah. I mean, I saw Straight Outta Compton, which movie, is how yeah. I know anything about it. <laughs> how a lot of people know the story of that group. He saw that they were getting fucked out of money and was like, I don't need to do this. I'll just do my solo shit. And although he was right, he kind of fucked himself over by leaving the group that would become, you know, yeah. huge and popular. Man, that song was so shocking. And here's the other thing. It was a bop. It was fun. Yeah, That's I mean, a like, fun song. I'd love to see someone put some cardboard down and really break spin. dance. <laughs> Just do some some cool freezes. I would love to see someone trick it out to <laughs> Panic Zone. So let's go to the next song, which kind of represents what has happened since we're in quarantine. It's hard to stay motivated. It is hard to really do anything because what's the point? So let's listen to a song called Lazy from Deep Purple.
That was Lazy by Deep Purple. That is off their 1972 album Machine Head, which was their sixth studio album. And Machine Head was the most successful album in Deep Purple's career. That's one that has Smoke on the Water on it, Highway Star, all those songs. And that's the longest track on the album. Yeah, it is. That's good. That's good. It is really bold to start off a song with an organ solo. That takes its time. That takes its time. And then four and a half minute instrumental. And surprise, there's words. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That was a journey. Here's the thing. I didn't hate it. No, it it's, yeah. I like the blues, so I would prefer to be watching the blues live. I don't like to listen to the blues. It's why I don't really listen to like jam bands too. I, I don't mind watching it live if everybody's really enjoying, you know, if everybody's, dare I say, grooving. I guess if I were high, I would like that song more. I think that... <laughs> yeah, uh, and this this is a very bluesy, very jam type song as you can imagine end of that song is like straight up they end it with on a blues chord progression like they have they wrap it up it's a very very traditionally structured in some ways blues song at yeah and you can probably guess that when they did this song live it would be like over 10 minutes they would really oh absolutely solo and go you know crazy you're lucky that you didn't have to hear the version from their live album made in japan which was uh, 10 minutes and 51 seconds oh my gosh yeah i mean i think it's fine i'm not mad about that song i didn't hate it it was like fine to listen to it's, yeah. it's not a song i'd ever probably pick out to listen to but i i could see why people enjoy it <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know it's it's a track right after "Smoke on the Water," so it's it's on a album that's full of the best. If you want to listen to Deep Purple, that's the album you you go for. Well, and is this what Bush was referencing? In they had to their have. song, yeah, because right? Machine Head is such a classic rock album that to reference it, and you are also a rock band. I can remember when Bush, I think I did, I saw Bush when I was like 14 years old. And I remember thinking that they were so cryptic. I was like, these lyrics, wow, what do they even mean? (laughs) Yeah, they're really deep. You saw Bush at 14. I feel like I first started to see Bush around like 12, though. If I... (laughs) You're not, I, I, no, N-O. So let's, let's move on talking about being lazy and not having motivation. You're just kind of stuck in the house. Things have started to kind of blend together. It's hard to tell what day it is. I mean, it's, it took me a second. It's Wednesday, but I had to think about it. it structure is gone. So why don't we listen to a song called Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is by Chicago? (laughs) 
That was Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is from Chicago from their debut album, Chicago Transit Authority, back when the band itself was called Chicago Transit Authority. That album was from 1969. And the single itself, though, wasn't released until 1970, actually after their second album, Chicago 2, came out. Whoa. So then they reached back into the first Mm -hmm. album and they were like, you know what was a hidden treasure? Yeah, and it went to number seven on the charts. I mean, I have definitely heard that song before. It's wild that that was on the radio. Mm -hmm. That song starts out like the overture from Pippin. I mean, it's <laughs> wild that, that the beginning of that song, the kind of, it sounds straight up like the beginning of a musical. Well, it's interesting. We, we just listened to that Deep Purple song that was so blues-based. Robert Lamb, who wrote this song and sings it, one of the things he said about when he was coming up with it was that he was trying to come up with something that sounded a little bit different, and he specifically was trying to avoid a blues-based song. He swung for Broadway, honey, and he got it. Um, and obviously, you know, that's a band that has horns in it. And I think he was thinking like, okay, let's, I'm going to try to think of a s- song that will have a good trumpet solo. Well, and here's the thing. You know, I went through a 
scoff phase. Mm-hmm. I am not one to scoff at the a horn. horn. Uh, I love a horn in a song. I I like that song. It's a, it's breezy. It's fun. Yeah, you it know? is very breezy. It's got to, I mean, it's got that kind of like, lyrically, the faux deepness of it is pretty great. Does it anybody really know great. what time it is? Hey, man. You know, someone, someone asks him for what time it is on his watch, and he literally has an existential crisis about it. It's well, it's it's also maybe like a little bit of a dick move of like, hey, yeah. I'm in a hurry. Do you know what time it is? And the response is like taking a long drag of a cigarette and going, hey, man, does anybody really know what time it is? It's like, I, I don't mean, have time for your shit. Whew. Please just tell me. I, I just want to know what the time is. I don't know you. I don't want to get into it. But can you just tell Listen, me what time it is? Hey, you know, you got to pay the time? toll if you want to know what's on the watch, my my dude. <laughs> Listening to the song, I did not, and I've heard this song a million times on the radio. I guess the album cut is a little bit different because I had not heard before that he's talking during some of the verses. Yeah, I could hear that in my ear. I didn't realize that either. It kind of weirded me out. Do you think that's not in the radio edit? I don't think it is. Him just going like, people running everywhere. Yes. (laughs) He is really getting jazzy with it. Yeah, I, I had to check that something else wasn't like playing, like an ad or something on another page, because it really, I, it threw me, because I, I feel like I know this song like front and back, just because it's such a classic rock stable. And because it's one of your favorite songs. You love and because it. I put it on to freaking groove out, dude. Sometimes you just really want to get your mind blown by the, by the question of time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to sit and reflect. So let's move on with our story here, the story that I'm telling through the magic of song. And let's go to something where... I'm sorry, really quickly, Mm -hmm. I just need everyone who's listening to know that when he said through the magic of song, he did a little chef's kiss from his lips Mm -hmm. into the Zoom camera. No one can know that, but you can feel it, I think, in his delivery. Yeah, go back and listen. That's a delivery. Sorry, keep taking me on this journey, Joe. Where are we going next? Does anybody really know what time it is? So if you do leave your house and drive around, most places are shut down. Some restaurants are still doing takeout, but just a lot of businesses and a lot of buildings are just empty. There's nothing going on. So let's listen to a song called Ghost Town by Cheap Trick. The streets are all crowded, lots of people around And there's music playing, but I can't hear a sound Just the sound of the rain falling silently down Living ain't been living since you put me down Yeah, life goes on around me every day But I might as well be half a million miles
That was Ghost Town from Cheap Trick. That is off their 10th studio album, Lap of Luxury, from 1988. That was kind of Cheap Trick's comeback album. That is certainly the Flame era Cheap it's the same, Trick. Same album, yeah. And I have definitely heard that song before. It was released as a single, and it went yeah. to number 33. And also... I thought it, I liked it. <laughs> I did not hate listening to that song. It Pleasant. is such an of an era. It mm-hmm. very much when it began, I was like, okay, Roy Orbison, like, yeah, go ahead, cheap it, trick. Yes, it feels like second wave Roy Orbison. Yeah, Kristen. Yes, you have only one guess as to who was the co-writer on Ghost Town. You have a oh. one guess. Was it Diane Warren? It was Diane Warren. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> she can't help it. She can't help. I bet she straight up wrote The Flame. Did she write The Flame? No, I don't think so. That Good. song was freaking everywhere. I lived in Tennessee when I was like six years old. And I had mm. a lot of older cousins who were like really 
cool and had big hairsprayed mall hair, like very, very 80s girl cousins. They loved that song. They also loved Nelson. Sure. The band Nelson was very big to them. And you look, we watched the video for this song and you you can see Robin Zander, the lead singer of Cheap Trick, has that kind of blown out blonde hair. And no one else does. Straight up, everyone else in that band is looking like they are in a different band. I mean, that has always been. like, okay, fine. I'll do a Nelson. The drummer's like, not me, man. I'm going to look like the nerd in a movie. The guitarist is like, me? Uh, excuse me, I'm a bike messenger. No problem with his mm-hmm. little hat. That's and the formula, though. That. Yeah. That's always been the formula. <laughs> that's the formula, and it works. Cheap trick. That's right. Cheap trick is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. Like, what is happening? I mean, that's fine, but they're not. They're, no, they I deserve. enjoyed Their package really convinced me, and I like they're from Chicago. and so Yeah, they're from Rockford. Like, yeah. I, like, they're... I'm not mad that they're in, but I'm just like, they are not top tier. Well, do you, do you remember who gave a very convincing speech for Cheap Trick? No. You have okay. one guess. <laughs> I'm like, is it Michael Jordan? <laughs> I'm kidding. A very and if you need a hint, his line that kind of stuck with me was like, there's a lot of bands out there that are like, hey, you know what? We're a pretty good band. We're a pretty good live band, too. Oh, but this then, band was so good live. But yes. then you see Cheap Trick, and you're like, I don't yeah. know that we're that, are that great. It wasn't like Bruce Springsteen, was it? No, it's a, it's a funny one. It's a funny one that is also typical for the Rock Hall. Oh, my gosh. Like, think the funniest person who shows up at the Rock Hall all the time. Like, the most um, frustrating, funny idiot that is constantly in the rock hall performances and speeches when he shouldn't be. Oh my God. I mean, I've really checked out of even remembering. If you had to say there is one. Oh, is it little Steven? There is one musician. Really involved. No, if there's one rock guy, one musician who is the most infuriating, just outside of the rock hall, just in general, who sucks? Was it a guy from Kiss? <laughs> I no. I'm like I don't know who sucks. The guys from Kiss suck. Fucking he has he has ruined tribute performances. He is from the worst era of rock. He has ruined Divas performances. He has ruined Divas performances. He shows up constantly, somehow against all odds. It is not John Mayer, because I actually don't hate John Mayer now. It's not John Mayer. When you figure out who this is, it will be obvious to you. Think like the most vile, disgusting, Republican rap rock. It's not Kid Rock, is it? Yes. Ew! And Kid Rock gave a good speech for Cheap Trick. Wow. And it was it was upsetting because Kid Rock, yeah. God, I've like I thought it was gonna be like someone much older than that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kid Rock. I was like, Ted Nugent is never at the Rock Hall. And then I was like, who's our Ted Nugent? It's Kid Rock. Yeah. Down to the fact that they're both from Detroit. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities going on there. Mm-hmm. Yuck. 
Yeah. yeah. So anyway, his speech was good though. His speech is pretty good for Cheap Trick. I, I do remember that line and it did sell me on them a bit more. They're, I, they're, I like Cheap Trick. And like I said, I enjoyed that song enough. 10th album. You got to give him credit for making, I mean, the, the, the Flame was and a number one was, hit. The, well, The Flame is like a very, it's like when Aerosmith started doing ballads. You know what I yeah. mean? It, it's, it's just the same like, era. I mean, The Flame was offered to, funny enough, it was offered to Cheap Trick in Chicago. Who wrote it? Not Diane Warren? No, Bob Mitchell and Nick Graham. Mitchell and Graham. <laughs> I love that sketch show. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Chicago was another one of those bands who were around for a long time and then in the 80s had this turn towards overproduced pop music. Same with the Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened to a lot. Happened to heart. a lot of them. And you could actually, you could make this claim for the next artist I'm going to play. Not the song, though. This is the last song. This rounds out 2016. And as you know, at the end of the playlist, I try to have somewhat of an uplifting note. Optimistic. Something optimistic. And I think, you know, as we think about getting out of this, we have to keep our minds and our hearts uh, in the right place. So why don't we listen to a song called Something to Believe in by the Steve Miller Band.
That was Something to Believe in by the Steve Miller Band. That is the last track on the Joker album, which was the eighth studio album from the Steve Miller Band from 1973. That's a, it was just like a pleasant song. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I thought it was nice. It's a different pace that you'd expect from like his singles. It's a different feel. It's a different vibe. And I, I liked it. The familiarity of his voice with a different mood, slide guitar type stuff going on and kind of twangy. It was very breezy again. Very breezy, very summer day. Steve yep. Miller Band, another band I just couldn't give less of a shit about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of why this class is such a blah class, is that four out of the five inductees are relatively middle-of-the-road classic rock acts. Yep. Deep Purple, Chicago, Cheap Trick, Steve Miller Band. It, and I it, mean... It feels very the same. Yeah. You know, NWA was cool. They didn't perform at the ceremony. So, yeah, 2016 was kind of, all right. Felt like a yeah. needless catch-up year for those types of bands. That Yeah, meh, it was fine. It was yeah. fine. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I just, there was, there's just nothing to recommend about that year. It was fine. Just fine. Did anything interesting happen at the ceremony? Besides, I remember Steve's speech. Yeah, Steve. The Steve stuff was kind of the the headline because he and started bad mouthing. Yeah, the was bad mouthing the hall because he felt felt that he should have been in sooner. Well, it was also that he felt his induction was the whole process. He had uh, disagreements with about like how much it cost to sit at the table and how many people he could bring. His inductors, the Black Keys, didn't really seem to oh, know yeah, anything about him. Oh, yeah, they did a terrible and job. That's right. Oh, my God. I think God. he was kind of offended by uh, how he was treated throughout the process. He wanted the uh, the Miller posse to be able to attend. I think the th weird thing is, though, I think they they were probably given really good tickets, but I think in order to sit at those tables... I think Steve was probably given a few seats for the tables and then anyone else that he wanted that he could put with, you know, pretty good seats wherever else. But I think he wanted, so I don't know. I think some of his complaints were legitimate, but I think also some of them were kind of over the top. I know the black keys responded and they were like, yeah, uh, that dude was a dick the whole time. <laughs> uh -huh. So, you know, who do you trust? Gosh, could you imagine like you get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is supposed to be essentially like a lifetime achievement award, and it sucks. And the people who induct you don't even like you. No good. And then yeah. four months later, we elect Trump. So, yeah. honk honk. Who could have seen it coming? Who could have seen it coming, guys? But that is the uh, 2016 inductees quarantine playlist. We started off with Panic Zone by NWA. Lazy by Deep Purple. Does anybody really know what time it is by Chicago? Ghost Town by Cheap Trick and Something to Believe in by the Steve Miller Band. Uh, if you want to hear those songs again, you can always go to our Spotify Mega Mix quarantine playlist where we are adding each year's as they're released. Next week, we will have 2015 as our class of quarantine songs. 
If you're enjoying these playlist episodes, please let us know. You can email us at rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see that, you're going to have to say that somewhere in the message. Otherwise, I'm not forwarding it. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Rockhallpod is the handle. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars only. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. Thank you to Sean Keane and Chad Briggs for letting me record in the home that I share with them. And for Kristen, thank you to Ramona Chernick for doing the same. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Kozala. I'm Kristen Sutter. And who cares about that rock hall? Another night slowly closes in. And I feel so lonely Touching heat, freezing down my skin I pretend you still hold me I'm going crazy, I'm losing sleep I'm empty, vibing way too deep over you It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.